0: This is Shauna Lee and welcome to this week's The Soul Frequency Sessions, real talk about real life and how to raise your energy frequency. I wanted to kind of drill down today on our core fear because I had an interesting experience in my life and obviously I've been looking at my core fear for years. And really what I've kind of come to with this is that if we choose to show up to our own learning and expand and grow and dig deeper into who we really are, that we will constantly come back to this core fear, that we will revisit it in different ways at different times in our life, that we will not know it. And then we might think we're touching on it, and then it might shift or evolve, or we see it from a new perspective or through a new experience in our life. And I'm going to share about something that happened to me a few nights ago, because I think it's important to understand that this core fear shape shifts and that it shows up in different ways. And like I've talked about before in other episodes, like that fear is a liar. And yet we do so much to avoid it or to then build our life around avoiding it and that we actually give it so much power. And even after all the work I've done and the things that I've created, there are still ways that I find that I give my core fear power. And so I think the important thing to realize is that nobody's immune to it, that we're all Working through understanding ourselves better, and it doesn't matter who you interact with in your life. That if they have any awareness of their core fear, they're working with it in different ways. And that I think it's easy to look around us and and think that other people aren't working with theirs. Um, and we get really really adept as human beings at building our life so that we don't have to brush up against it, right? Because it's just gut wrenching. And nobody likes to feel anything or have any experience in their life that has them sitting right in the middle of their core fear. And yet, as I talk about all the time on the show, there are these waves of energy coming on the planet and those waves kind of dust up some of this stuff so that we have the opportunity to look at it. So the other night I was laying on my bed and I was talking to my husband and sometimes we just get in these really great talks and i was really really upset i had a rough couple days um i just my energy fell off i was really tired i was going through a number of different things and it just kind of converged in this moment and so i was laying on my bed and talking to him and just kind of sobbing and what i was saying i mean thank god i'm in a relationship <laughs> literally where i can say all these things i mean we have Done so much work, he and I together individually and in our own relationship. And like now we're at this place 13 years into our marriage where like there's nothing I'm afraid to say. And it's a really, really beautiful relationship that we've built and an opening to be that open. And so I'm laying there and I'm just like literally being strangled by this fear in this moment. And Working through it myself, like just as I'm talking, I'm just kind of working through it. I'm like, the fear when I go deeper with it, you know, the fear at a more surface level is a fear about money. And I'll go into like all the things that I currently see as contributing factors. But as I was going deeper with it, it wasn't just about money, it was about there not being enough. Like, so I definitely have past lives where there wasn't enough food to survive. And earlier as a child, um, when I was probably about 10 to 11 years old, I nourished, over nourished myself with food at a certain stage in my life to obviously not feel a lot of feelings that were going on. You know, my parents were getting divorced. It was a really tough time. And it just felt like there wasn't enough like nourishment, enough sustenance. And I remember feeling like there wouldn't be enough food, which was also a manifestation of like, there's just not enough to like fill this void I'm feeling. And it's my first time I'm having these very big feelings that I remember, you know, kind of that crossover from being like a small kid into like a preteen where there's a lot of emotions and things get challenging. And And I remember just feeling like, if I didn't eat more food in that moment, like there might not be enough. So it was definitely the sensation of just not enough. And obviously I came to understand, you know, food and, and my relationship with food and, and these feelings as I got a little bit older and have continued to visit them at different times in my life. Um, but this thing about there not being enough, like I won't be okay because there's not enough of. And so, even though a lot of times it's shown up as food or it's shown up as money, it's really deeper than that. And so, I was laying in bed and I'm like, just really present to that feeling of like, there's not enough. Like, I am not going to be okay because there's not enough. And like, seeing, you know, just my younger self going through experiences of there's not enough and seeing you know in past lives I me mean, literally starving in past lives because there wasn't enough food and and just realizing the the connection right between my soul experiencing there's not enough and when it comes to money like the stories that come up for me first of feeling like there isn't enough is stories around the time of my parents divorce and feeling the utter and terror that my mother had like during that experience like um my father made more money than my mother and so you know during the time of them breaking up there was just a lot of fears for her around money and being able to make it and being able to be a single parent and raise a child and I was an only child so there was a lot of Kind of sharing that went on um, between my mother and I that I probably wasn't old enough to really be able to understand or receive but of course I wanted to be there for her and um it was just a lot of big feelings. she had a lot of big feelings I had a lot of big feelings and we moved out of what felt like a very stable you know good-sized house, um to downsize into you know a smaller place that didn't feel as homey and it didn't feel like the same level of stability and then we moved you know several times after that which felt like a lack of stability um in my childhood and it just felt it just didn't feel the same right it didn't feel like the family unit and and there was many many times like i caught her crying um or heard her from the other room crying and worrying and then you know a lot of times growing up too i felt really guilty that i like costed money cuz she felt so afraid um about money and so i felt bad you know cuz i knew like there are just certain things you have to pay for um for your child right as they're growing up and so everything that i wanted to do or um Like, whether it was just an entertainment fun thing or whether it was like a sport that I was in, like it all costs money. And I would feel this like guilt, right? And this juxtaposition between, I really want to do this thing and I don't want to have to give that up. But I also feel bad because I feel like it will stress my mom out. And that's a lot for a little kid to handle. And not that, you know, I'm sure she ever wanted me to feel that way. I mean, these are just some of the things as kids that, we process growing up and we all process them differently. I mean, if I would have had three siblings living in the house with us, they would have all processed it differently, but I processed it in the way of just feeling bad for wanting things. Like, And this juxtaposition between, but I just want it. And then also like, what's the fallout of me wanting that? And so this not enoughness, like got centered in a certain, you know, area of my life and time in my life around money. And we start to, as human beings, as as this core kind of wound really starts to show itself more and more. And as we get into our teenage years, we really start to make choices around this wound, all kinds of choices. And some of the choices can be seen as very positive. So one of the positive choices I made is I'm going to really study and I'm going to do well in school and I'm going to be successful. And that's a beautiful thing. And I have in many different ways in my life, um, achieved and been successful. And the world would look at that and say, gosh, that's great. You know, she, she was raised so well and she's done so well. Um, but it's, where is that coming from? Where's that drive coming from that desire coming from? And, you know, sometimes that drive and desire was coming from a very pure place and from a place of love. But a lot of times that drive and desire was coming from, if I do really well, there will be enough right if i try really hard and i push myself really hard then i will know that there's nothing else i could have done right that it will be it will be enough and it will feel good and i won't feel sad and i won't feel like gosh i could have tried harder you know if if it turns out that there isn't enough i would say to myself well i've did everything you know humanly possible everything in my power i could have done and and i would be able to be okay with that Um, But chances are, is that if I'm applying myself at this level, that there will be enough, that I will feel that sensation of enoughness. And like I said, I have seen this core fear many times in my life in many different ways. It has showed up in a few times in my life where there just simply wasn't enough. And that fear became a terror, like terror, just Absolutely. I'm sure my central nervous system was about just done for, <laughs> like just feeling that anxiety and fear in my body in every different way, feeling like it's encapsulating me, like the, like I'm drowning in this sensation of fear and anxiety. And I've also learned the most about that core fear at those times where I'm in total terror. And there's been a couple of those in my life. And it actually had me stop resisting it um, and start really being with it because our core fear gains its power by the fact that we resist it. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to deal with it. Like if I keep running fast, if I keep whatever it is in your life, like if I stay in this relationship, if I keep achieving, if I keep doing this, like then I'll never have to you know, face my fear. So a lot of times like people will stay in unhealthy relationships because their core fear is abandonment or being alone. And they just don't want to deal with that sensation. Like what's it going to be like if they're alone? And I've had clients where I take them back and they were left alone as a small child in different ways, or they didn't have, you know, love and connection. And so this, this core fear builds and it builds. And the more you run from it, it becomes bigger and bigger. So the other night, I'm laying there and I'm just crying through it. And I'm like, wow, isn't it fascinating that, like, on the topic of money and there not being enough? Like, if I look back on my life, most of my life, I have created a lot of money. And there has been plenty of money, like, not just even plenty, but like an abundance of money. And I have still, had those experience of, of it's not enough. And as I'm sitting there and I'm like laying in my bed and I'm crying and I'm like, if you look at like a national average, right. Of income earned over my lifetime, it would be in a very high percentage. Right. Um, and yet that feeling of not enough has been there at some level, you know, sometimes more than, other times, but it's been there, and I'm talking to Sue with my husband, and I'm like, "It's just a lie," like it's like a tripped response that, like, you bump up against it, and it's like a response that isn't based in truth, and you keep bumping up against it and bumping up against it and experiencing the emotions and the vantage point and the frequency of that feeling over and over and over again, even when. What is actually happening in our three-dimensional reality is the polar opposite of that. I mean, it's fascinating that, that I could be having this experience inside my body, this anxiety or this feeling of like, it's a feeling of almost choking, like, <gasps> like I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay. There's not enough. Um, and yet in my actual reality, there is more than enough. Like, how does that work, right? We experience over and over again, these states of being in our life and things trigger them. We have things that happen in our life that trigger them. And the triggers happen just so that we can understand it better so that we can see it clearer because it's tricky. It hides. I mean, for much of my early life, like I couldn't have identified my core fear. I was busy running from it and building my life so that I didn't have to confront it, but I couldn't have verbalized it. And I think the beauty of going on an inner journey and really starting to uncover this stuff is you can really start to identify it. And if you can identify it, then you don't have to be at its mercy all the time. I'm not saying it won't sneak up because there I was a couple of days ago crying on my bed, but I was crying on my bed going, oh my gosh, I see that it's a liar. Like I see that I'm having this sensation and I'm not going to deny that or act like I'm not having this sensation of not enough. But I am also looking at my bank account, and there's plenty, right? And those two things don't match up. And I think it's really interesting when it comes to relationships, too, because as I'm like talking this through, really for myself, but my husband's listening, I was saying to him, like, this is uh, this is nothing that any amount of food or amount of money." heals. Like this is nothing that like, you know, if I had food for the rest of my life, that I would never feel like there's not enough food. Or if I had money, then I never had to like work a day in my life, that that sensation would go away. And that was actually really empowering. Because when we stop thinking, right, that the thing we've always told ourselves is going to make the fear or the anxiety go away. But it never does, right? Because people chase these things all their life. Whatever is the thing, you know, that core fear, they're running after whatever they think is going to make them not feel that core fear. And it just doesn't work that way. So when you can sit there feeling your core fear, because a wave of energy is coming through and say to yourself, like, yeah, I'm fine in this moment. I am fine feeling this core fear because it's not real for one. And for two, Like whatever I think I have to run and do to make it go away isn't what's going to make it go away. It's me being able to see it for what it is, which is something that's not real right now and to breathe through it and to let the energy in our central nervous system just kind of begin to regulate itself and to allow that energy to just leave our bodies. This is honestly the only way that we can start to take the power away from the big, bad, scary ghost of our core fear. And the more we poke holes in it and the more we see it for what it is, which is old trauma in our soul lineage, the more we can live outside of that. We don't have to build our life as a reaction to it because who wants to be building their life as a reaction to fear? I mean, a lot of people do, but it, it's not a joyful place to live. And as I continue to talk to my husband at one point, he was like, oh, well, I'll like kind of coming in, like I'll fix this for you, right? As men are, and they're so beautiful and they want to come in and like fix it and make it better. And it, and what he was saying was so supportive and loving and it felt so nurturing. But I also was saying like, this is not yours. Like he has his own, right? Which is totally different than mine. And it was super helpful for him to really just talk through like, the inner workings of my core fear because he doesn't have it. He doesn't ever feel like there's not going to be enough, ever. Even if, like funny enough, and this is like sometimes how we attract people that have very different core fears, even if there probably wasn't actually enough, he still wouldn't feel afraid of that at all. It's not his core fear. So when I'm like having a moment of moving through a wave and a deeper understanding of it, he doesn't even he he doesn't have any point of reference for that other than what i share with him and then when i share openly and honestly which honestly like in truth really deeply honestly you kind of want to like feel like you want to throw up when you're talking about your deep core wound it's just so icky it just is like ugh, i've had this i've dealt with this in so many different ways and The last thing you want to do is like really lay it out there for someone, you know, there's things in life where it's like, it pains me to say this, like it pains you to talk about your core wound. It's hard. And you really have to be in a safe place. I wouldn't recommend just talking about it in a place where you don't feel totally safe talking about anything, but I have that vibe with my husband. And so I'm like, I'm taking him through it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I get that. He's like, I can see that. And I am so sorry that you have lived with that. Like he could feel my pain. He could, he had so much compassion for it. He doesn't have the same vantage point because he doesn't have the same core wound, but he was like, let me just give you a big hug. Right. Like, and so I think this is so important right now because as these waves of energy come on the planet, everybody's core wounds are being dusted up. And we're not alone. And if you're going through this, you're not alone. And it's just an invitation to go deeper with it. And the second you don't give in to the story of it and just completely let it mow over the top of you, then you start to bit by bit dismantle it more and more and more. And so sometimes like where I was really present the other night is like, you know, I know at different times in my life, there's been these different enough things with you know, food, money, whatever. Um, But I really saw the whole landscape. I really saw the whole landscape that night laying there. Like I hadn't before, like the details, I was just being shown the details of like, this is how this is at play in your life. And this is how it's a liar. This is how it's not even true. And then when you realize that, you can start building your life from something different, right? You can start building things that feel good to you, or showing up to whatever's going on in your life from a different energy. Like I'm really, really mindful right now of why I'm showing up to things. I think at the middle kind of section-ish of your life, you've got lots of things on your plate and only so many hours in the day. So it becomes like really important that you ask yourself like, What are the things I'm going to choose to do? Because I can't do all of it. And who am I being when I choose to do these things? How am I showing up to these things? Because if we're showing up to everything in our life from fear, we're just going to be constantly falling right into the frequency and alignment with that core fear. And the funny thing is the, the less aware you are of your core fear, the less fearful you feel because it's buried so deep you don't even feel it. You've just built your life around not feeling it. So of course, as you start to do spiritual work or you start to dig into who am I really and you start to go down the rabbit hole, you're gonna feel more of it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Just means you're becoming more present to it. So first step is like, yeah, I'm gonna feel it more intensely. And as you keep going with it, you're gonna get some movement with it. You're gonna get some play in how you see it. You're gonna see it from different angles. You're gonna be able to, you know, shoot some holes in the, in the parts of it that aren't true. And then you can start to build more around that. So it's funny. I mean, this couple day period where I was not feeling great. I just, my energy wasn't feeling great. I was feeling super tired. I was just feeling run down. And then came this wave of emotion that night with my husband. And then the next day I woke up, it was gone. Not gone forever, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be many other opportunities in my life to be able to look at that or fear and to understand a new level and a new layer of that. So I think as we go along this journey, it's not about eradicating these things, it's about understanding them at deeper levels and at new frequencies and being able to catch what it is and understand what it is when it starts to arise to feel whatever needs to be felt. When I was crying on that bed, I just knew it was like another layer of stuff from my life that needed to release. And I'm just like sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And then it was gone. And it just like moved out of your body. It's just, you know, energy and emotion moving. And that's what it looks like when energy and emotion moves. A lot of times is anger or tears or, you know, some very powerful emotion just kind of moving up and out of our bodies. So hopefully that's helpful in taking a look at your past and the things that you're moving through. And, you know, like I said, relationships are a big area where where our core fear can show up. Um, And if you sit with it and you meditate on it, you can ask your guides and angels to show you your core fear or what do I need to know? now about my core fear and see what rises to the surface there's always things that we can learn sometimes we have blocks to learning them so if we ask a powerful question like what do I need to know now or what can I learn now about my core fear it could really bring that to the surface and you could have a powerful aha moment um, or emotional release about something having to do with that fear and one of the things that I'm super committed to in my life Is not to get rid of my core fear because I actually think it's probably a valuable part of who I am. I mean, it's so much of our lives, you know, and our experiences have facets of our core fear, but to be with it with love and to see it as a teacher like, oh, what is it going to teach me about myself today? And to feel whatever needs to be felt so that I'm not blind to it and I'm not holding on to it with some sort of death grip, like it's fact, like it's reality. Because as time goes on, like I see the lie in it over and over and over again. And it makes me smile and think like, isn't that fascinating? We incarnate to go through certain things in, in every different lifetime and to re-experience certain things over and over again from lifetime to lifetime so that we can learn more about it, so that we can master it. And then we move on to other things. You know, we could be learning the same lesson through like three, four, five, ten 10 lifetimes. And then we master that over a course of lifetimes. And then we move on to something else. I mean, it's so intelligent. It's so intricate. It's so beautiful. And we don't have to hate it or hope it goes away or let it rule our lives. We just need to have reverence and learn from it and grow from it and be willing to see it, be willing to see the truth. And so you can ask that too. What is the truth that I can't see right now? Like I want to know. Powerful questions result in powerful answers. I'll see you guys back here next week. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways and follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings.